Okay, we've got that one out of the way. Thanksgiving is officially over, so uh, you're probably breaking out the decorations and setting up your Christmas tree like we are in my home. Um, You might be one of those people, however, like neighbors who since early September had lights up, trees out, and everything. I guess they were taking advantage of the whole COVID time twist thing. I don't know. I'm John Fuller. Welcome to another episode of Season 5 of the Christmas Stories Podcast. Now, last week, we talked with our friend Danny Huerta about lessons that he's learned as a parent and how those apply. Today, we're going to be discussing some amazing ways that singles contribute to God's family during the holidays. And joining me is my friend and colleague, Lisa Anderson. She's the host of our Boundless show and uh, runs that area of the ministry, which ministers to single adults. And Lisa, you've shared before on this podcast that uh, today being what it is, you're really not into Black Friday. So uh, <laughs> what do you do today, and, and what what's your objection anyway? I can't recall. <laughs> I'm not sure what my objection is either. I'm trying to remember. The crowds I think, and, I think, the, yeah, and the commercialization. I think it's the crowds and just the pressure to, because I'm never one of these, I'm, I'm an aspirational shop throughout the year person, and then I never do. And so then I just freak out and I'm like a big disaster. And, and speaking of- <laughs> Wow, we're getting deeper Black, than I thought. <laughs> even Black Friday. You know how like people- you know, they start decorating their houses and stuff too. Some right. in October, but definitely yeah. by Thanksgiving, you know, and Tis the I'm not that I, I like to have my, I like my house decorated. I don't like the process of decorating. I feel like it's just a so lot you of hire work. it out. There are companies that make their, their wages I need, decorating I homes. I need to do that. All I right. need to start finding One some. One of my children has a brand new company fabulous. decorating homes. I'll let you well, know. They're... <laughs> I need to do that. There we go. All right. So we're talking specifically to single adults today. But please, if you're married, listen in. Good stuff along the way here. We want to take you back to a Boundless Show roundtable. It was recorded a few years ago. And Lisa, you were joined by Catherine and Matt, who answered a few questions from listeners. So they um, basically called in with their questions, and we are going to answer them collectively as a roundtable. And so get serious, people, and give good answers. Don't be lame, okay? I'm just going to put it out there. Just be honest, okay? We're trying to help people out. (laughs) We're trying to help people out. Okay, so they're going to actually ask the questions themselves, and the first one we got is uh, from Theron from Indiana. seems to be around the Christmas time as a single that you really um, have to struggle and try to deal with your loneliness around the holidays. And so my question is, how do you... Deal with your loneliness while being reminded of a passage like 1 Corinthians 7, 32 uh, through 35 that talks about securing your undivided devotion uh, to the Lord. So how can we focus on our undivided devotion to the Lord um, rather than our loneliness um, around the holidays? Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Um, I, I This question is hard to answer, and I think a lot of people that called in actually asked this question. We got like four or five of this exact question. One thing I've done this year to focus more on the Lord for Christmas is my church gave out Advent devotionals, and I've always thought Advent was just the thing where they light the candle every Sunday. Of course, I know there's more to it, but so I read this devotional every day, and it's uh, just about people living life during this season of life and all the aspects of it, like, you know, bringing up grief or past your past or just different things. And it's really cool to remember every morning, okay, this is preparing for the Lord. What about you guys? What do you think? Yeah, I think there's just something to be said. So a lot of people go home for the holidays and that's kind of my biggest struggle with, with the loneliness factor here is I'm all of a sudden in a much less exciting atmosphere 
no shots to my parents there. <laughs> but like there's a wood stove and I sit by the wood stove and my routine is very different. So I think there's a lot to be said for sticking to the routine, uh, especially if your routine includes some scripture, some, some like meditating on Advent sort of passages in the mornings or evenings and prayer. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Just sticking to the kind of the roles, the postures and the habits that you had in your normal life, even when you're in a different environment, that can add a lot of consistency and peace. I think there's something that just being brought out of your regular routine. I mean, here we are, we complain (laughs) of being so busy and just crazy and whatever. And all of a sudden now we're complaining about being lonely or alone. And so I would recommend one, just lean into that and realize that you're not going to feel that way all the time. I think the holidays have a unique way of bringing that around and bringing up those feelings. So um, be okay with that and use it as a time to really um, lean into the Lord himself and, and spend some time in scripture and be like, wow, why am I feeling this way? And what does this look like? And what is God trying to tell me. The other thing, just on a practical level, um, is two things. One, uh, as you're approaching Christmas, plan ahead and look ahead. So if you know, do not wake up on Christmas morning and have no one that you are going to see all day and let it hit you. Like the, you know, make sure that going into the holidays, if being around people is important to you, you be an inviter. Figure out what you're going to do. Either, you know, either worm your way into someone's celebration or come up with one yourself. Make it happen. Um, find some people to celebrate. Uh, find somewhere to be so that you um, you don't find yourself just alone and all of a sudden, you know, you're in a big tear fest. And then look ahead. 28 Um, What is God going to do in and through you in 2018? Um, When January comes around, you're going to hit the ground running again. And so realize that this time of solitude, this time of reflection will pass, will end. Everyone's going to get back to their normal lives. And so um, you have a lot to look forward to in the coming months. Okay, next question. Hi, this is Kaylin calling from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. My question is with online dating during the holidays. My natural tendency is to get to know people who are not maybe a good fit out of an urge to be in a relationship. What are some things I can do to walk wisely as my emotions and longings feel much more intense during the Christmas season? Love to hear your ideas. Thanks. Hey, Kaylin, I've definitely felt this same sort of feeling, not over the winter, but over the summer months. Every year I'd come home from college and I'd be back in the same sort of town with the same sort of crowd. And there was always one or two girls that all of a sudden became absurdly attractive to me, even though I knew like these were not really girls I was interested in, but it was like the summertime and the summer sort of fling. And I imagine it's just kind of the same thing over the winter. So I definitely get what you're saying there. I think everybody kind of does that subconsciously a lot. For me, I if I go on social media around this time of year, it seems like everyone gets engaged. Do you guys oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like November, December, there's just picture and picture and picture after people getting engaged or, you know, they're planning a wedding now and my friends are posting about they said yes to the dress. And so I think kind of staying off social media and talking to my actual friends in real life (laughs) reminds me that I'm not the only one that's not getting engaged. I'm going to give just a very ridiculously practical suggestion, and that is maybe take a break from online dating around the holidays. It might be your time just to be like, you know what? I just need to back off. I need to spend time doing other things and find your friends that aren't dating that are kind of in a similar situation. They're not, you know, maybe whether you're online dating or, or not, but they're not in relationships. They're not getting engaged. They're not going to fuel 
this fire of um, of envy or whatever you're you're going through, disappointment and stuff like that. It might just be a good time to step back and then realize, you know what, a New Year's coming up, and I can jump back in this and not have it be so fueled by emotion around the holidays. Yeah, I mean, just the feeling of desperation. I have a tendency to say, oh, everyone my age is getting engaged, and then I think of my four closest friends, and none of them are even dating anybody. And so I'm yeah. like, you know, I think <laughs> it's social all perspective. Media, yeah, right, yeah, right, definitely. So, well, good thoughts, you guys, and I appreciate that. And I hope that, Kaylin, you uh, appreciate that as well. You're not in this alone. Those are some great suggestions for spending your time well as a single adult. And Lisa, I'd love to ask you just what were some of your expectations for this season in your life and how have those matched with reality? Yeah, well, I guess, John, I always assumed, you know, especially in my 20s, that I would get married after meeting someone great at college or maybe at church or possibly a Starbucks because I'd watched all of the romantic comedies (laughs) that are out there, you know, and many things are solved in 90 minutes on those things. So, but I don't think I ever mapped it out or actually demanded it, but I definitely assumed it. But you know what? I have remained single and I didn't think I would remain single, but um, in different seasons of my life, that has been harder than others. And, you know, it almost kind of like I take it by decade and just the different things I process throughout the decades to the point where it's like, yeah, there've been a lot of losses, but also some pretty great gains. And so I've had to learn a lot around that. Well, and you've been using the time well, you've been investing in other people you serve. I mean, there's meaning in the season, Mm -hmm. even if it goes on a lot longer longer than you anticipate. There there are a lot of folks, though, who are listening along thinking, well, I'm pretty lonely right now. I, I, it's not working the way I thought it would work, and I don't like it. Let's go ahead and hear from some single folks who have found meaningful ways to spend this holiday season. Sometimes my family will get together, and it will be my brother and my sister and um, my cousins, and they'll all get together, and pretty much all of them are either married or dating somebody, and I'm the only single guy in the room. And what happens is I'll fall into, like, a little bit of, like, depression for a little while, you know, and I, but then I remember who I am in Christ, you know. Um, God said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And this is the time that he has me in this period of my life where I am single, you know, and that's enough because I was like, as long as I have God with me, you know, I'm okay. And he keeps bringing that back. He keeps reminding me that I'm a child of, of him. That brings me a, a lot of peace during those times. I don't necessarily have a specific story about um, any Christmas memories I have or um, anything specific during the holidays that have helped me as a single person. Um, more just in general, I would say that a major thing I have learned is to just get busy enjoying the season of life that I'm in. So right now, you know, I'm, I'm single and enjoying being with my friends. Um, and so there are moments when, you know, it does get lonely. You know, you see your friends uh, posting pictures, you know, going on dates to see Christmas lights or watching a Christmas parade or having some fancy dinner. And there are moments when that feels lonely. And so I try to allow myself to have a moment to, to feel the loneliness and to just accept that that's a piece that I don't have right now and would like to have. Um, and I really try to express gratitude to God that this is something on my heart that he's placed in me. And so it's okay for me to want to be with someone and to do something fun. But then I also have to recognize 
that's not where I am right now. That's something that's coming down the road. And so what I do to pull myself back in and focus on where I am now is to figure out what can I do right now in this season because I may not get this season back. There are things as a single person that I can enjoy now that I might not be able to enjoy when I'm dating. I don't know what those are, but I want to make sure that I get the most out of this time of life. And so um, there are things that I do, like I'll get busy on a craft uh, for a Christmas party if it's like an ugly sweater contest, or I'll work on putting together a secret Santa bag for someone if um, if a ministry group is doing some kind of secret Santa or white elephant exchange. Sometimes I'll, you know, take myself out to do something. You know, if I really want to go look at Christmas lights or watch a Christmas parade or something and maybe I don't have friends around, I've decided to just start taking myself out to do those things because I don't want to miss out on the experience just because I don't have someone to go with. Um, What can I do that's fun? Um, Can I do it with friends? Can I invite um, my community group out to uh, go do something? Or can we have, um, you know, some kind of festive night or do something fun together? Um, And then I just take inventory. You know, are there things that other couples are doing that I would like to be doing in the future? And what does it look like for me that I would like to be doing with my significant other someday? Really, I have found this has helped me to stay focused on the present and to really enjoy uh, the people that are in front of me because once we've all gone our separate ways, I don't get that season of life back. And I don't want to regret uh, looking back and wishing that I had been uh, more focused on something because I was so busy being distracted on what I didn't have that I missed what I did have. And so I try to look at the little things. You know, was there someone who maybe remembered a special detail about something that I like, or, you know, did we have fun doing a white elephant gift exchange? You know, did we take a group photo? I try to remember those types of things just to keep me focused and to really just enjoy, you know, this this season of life is a gift from God and it's just as important and just as beautiful as uh, the next season will be. And so it helps me to really stay grounded and looking for what does God want to show me now? And what can I be doing to truly enjoy that season. I, I live in Detroit and and you know as Detroit is trying to um, move past some of its more negative connotations, uh, there's definitely still pockets of Detroit that are are definitely worthy of the reputation it has earned. Um, and so Project Angel Tree, uh, there, there are quite a few participants in Project Angel Tree. For any listener who may not understand what that is, uh, Project Angel is where uh, prisoners who are involved in a prison Bible uh, Bible study, um, they are invited to have their kids have their presents bought for their children during Christmas time. And so, uh, oftentimes through churches, uh, started I know it was started by Chuck Colson, but um, churches will will buy these um, these gifts. Each child gets a, a toy gift and a clothing gift, and um, everyone buys these around. Uh, around the, the, the holidays and then the second uh, second Saturday of December is when everyone goes out and delivers these gifts. Well, um, my family has been doing this for a long time. Our church has been uh, involved in this for, uh, for quite a while. And um, as a, a single young adult, you know, I, I don't have 
family of my own, but it's been a tradition that I've been able to keep going. Um, and I, I've, I've encouraged my young adults to, to get involved with this. There's, um, there's always a pretty healthy contingent of young adults. Ever, ever since I, I left home, I came back. I'm, I'm, after college, you know, now I start making my own decisions. I've been able to encourage a lot of my, my friends to the point now where lots of young adults will, will all go together and we'll be delivering gifts for Project Angel Tree. And it's just a, an amazing, um, really humbling way to realize, like, just how blessed we really are. I mean, I, I live in the suburbs of a major city in 2021, and it's just a, it's a blessing to be able to, to do what I, I, I'm able to do. And, uh, you know, we've made a lot of great decisions. We've I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up, you know, with a pool in my backyard. And quite frankly, that's even among, you know, you know, middle class and wealthy people, that's the pretty rare thing. So to be able to do something like this, like it, it really shows me how grateful I am to, or it, it encourages me to say, hey, like this is why I do what I do. This is why I, I hold so close the the principles and, and that uh, that we, we talk about in the Bible. Um, so as a, as a single young adult, um, the project industry really has, has given me a, a continued understanding of how blessed I am. Uh, and it's, it's been, we've been able to have some incredible stories as well. Um, I think back to one time when we actually delivered gifts to a man named Reggie. Uh, is, is, we're giving them to his children, but he had just been released from prison. And he still was still able to get involved in the, uh, in the program. But yeah, just to hear his story and then to you know, encourage him and share the gospel with him and try to get him plugged into a, a, a nearby church, it was just a, such a, a blessing to be able to do that. And um, you know, there, quite frankly, Reggie's area of Detroit was was one of the toughest parts. I know when I was growing up, you know, we we visited places where there were there was prostitution in the the upstairs upstairs rooms. We went to places, we saw people who were strung out on drugs. You know, we went to places that, quite frankly, you know, you don't want to be caught in, uh, at nighttime. And uh, it's, it's some of the roughest areas in Detroit. Um, but kind of what this, this ministry does is says, hey, like, you are not forgotten. There are still people in those areas of, of Detroit, areas of people in, in, you know, the inner city and, and other rougher parts where, hey, like, people can't get out of these places there's still people there. There's still needs there. And what better thing to do as, as Christians than to say, hey, you are not forgotten. So my grandparents actually started this tradition, and then my parents picked it up, I think, before I was born. And we have been doing it every Christmas since, obviously, as long as I can remember. And we call it the 12 Days of Christmas. Um, and we actually all sing the song together, and it sounds awful because we're not great. But what we do is every Christmas, it's 12 days before Christmas Eve, we as a family will pick out a family that we've been thinking about and praying about that we think um, could use some Christmas cheer. And what we'll do is every night, um, those 12 days leading up to Christmas Eve, we'll drop a small gift off at their door. At night, we generally switch up the time so that they can't figure out when we're coming. And we leave a Christmas poem that my dad's actually written. And it's based off of the 12 Days of Christmas song. 
and as well as the nativity story. So it has something to do with, oh, there's a partridge in the pear tree, but not today, or something about um, the life of Mary and Joseph leading up to when Jesus was born. And we'll drop those off their doorstep the 12 days leading up to Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Eve, we'll all show up at their house with a big basket of goodies. And um, then we'll dress up as elves and we'll sing Christmas carols to them. And then we'll swear them to secrecy and be like, you can't tell anyone who we are because we need to be able to do families next year. Um, And the families that we've found that have been so encouraging to do it for have been families in the military who have a family member that's deployed. Or we've done it to widows or people with new kids, so newborns in the house. It has been so cool to see how God has used that because generally we'll just pick one family, but it'll be crazy because we'll drop a gift off at their door and it could be like uh, lemon tea and honey or a meal and it'll be crazy. We'll hear afterwards, they'll be like, you know, I had a cold one day and that day the present was lemon tea and honey. Or like we had a mom with newborn twins and she was like, there was the craziest day I ever had. And then there was a meal that showed up at my door. And obviously it's nothing that like we had ever planned or done, but I've been realizing with my family that God is willing to do above and beyond because that's what his heart is. And he's the one that gets all the glory for that. And I will say this has been the most exciting thing for me um, as a single, because when I think about Christmas time, Um, Every other time of the year, normally, I would be that person that would be, like, crying on the couch with a bowl of ice cream and a Hallmark movie because I'm like, oh, no, I'm single. And then at Christmas time, it is never like that because I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to spend some time with my family. We're going to be, like, secret ninjas outside at nighttime, dropping gifts off at people's doors. And it really actually helps our family together because if we were focused on the gifts that we were wanting to receive that Christmas— or the things that we were trying to get out of the holiday season, I'm fairly certain we would be a lot more cranky with each other, and we're really not. Um, It's a really great time together, and I'm really, I'm never sad at the holidays, and it has been the biggest blessing, and realizing that it really is more blessed to give than to receive. Um, And so I'm really hoping to carry on this tradition um, because I've seen it be a blessing to other people, but probably more so to me and my family than anybody else. Well, no matter what season of life you're in, the key is to take advantage of the opportunities God gives you, those open doors He presents. And Lisa, I mentioned how you serve and you uh, pour into other people. You are redeeming the time well. Um, What has God taught you, though, at at this time of the year, during the holiday seasons? Any any special um, lessons he's he's taught you or that you've learned as a single adult? Yeah, well, I think they have been many because, John, I think, you know, if there's one aspect of the holiday season that especially, you know, attacks, maybe that's too strong of a word, but uh, goes after uh, single adults and single young adults. It's the whole idea of like the holidays should somehow complete some aspect of your life. So Hmm. there's going to be promises romantically. There are a lot of promises commercially and whatnot. And I've had to realize that, you know, I mean, we talk a lot at, at Boundless about 
you know, envy around social media. So someone's Instagram post is up, they're going to be in front of an awesome tree with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And you're kind of like, I'm now heading into a new year and I didn't have anyone great this year. And what does next year look like? And so it can be very discouraging. But I think for me in the friendships I've had, friendships with married folks as well as single folks, I realize that you know what, marriage is no antidote for loneliness. And you're, you know, my, my singleness is not the biggest thing about me, nor is my friend's marriage the biggest thing about her. And so, you know, it's not marriage isn't some first class ticket where singleness is just the second class ticket. Maybe there's a Polar Express um, (laughs) tie in there. I don't know. But, you know, God does not love married people more. And I I always want to encourage single my single friends with that because it's so easy to say, I don't have this. I'm not this. I'm less than. And, you know, all of us are called to relationship, to be known to serve others. And for some people, and in fact, I know a lot of married folks, John, who will be very assumptive about that in their marriage. And they'll just be, I had a, I had a friend tell me one time, no joke, I can't wait to get married because then someone will have to love me. Oh. Okay, that is no promise. That is not biblical. That is setting yourself up for disappointment because we know here at Focus on the Family, so many marriages are struggling. And so we have to go after relationship first and foremost with our God and Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, finding our identity only in Him. And then from there, we can branch out to loving others and being loved by others. And that's really what we can live out at Christmas time. Lisa, I so appreciate what you just said. It was so um, well-grounded in truth and scriptural truth and had such heart and perspective. And um, you are such a gift to our community here at Focus and to the broader listening audience. And I'm grateful that you've taken the time to invest so much in Boundless over the years. And uh, thankful that you joined us here for this episode of the Christmas Stories podcast. And let me just say, Lisa's team over at Boundless has a number of articles to help you enjoy the holidays in a fresh way. One is called A Single Adult's Christmas Bucket List. That's got some creative ideas, and we'll post a link to it in the show notes. And then we do have the devotional book by Allison Pittman, Keeping Christmas, 25 Advent Reflections on a Christmas Carol. It is a wonderful resource, and uh, if you make a donation today to the Ministry of Focus on the Family so we can uh, continue encouraging individuals and families to uh, continue seeking after Christ, especially during this season, uh, we'd be deeply grateful. Donate as you can, and we'll send that book, Keeping Christmas, to you. Uh, you can learn more in the episode notes or stop by focusonthefamily.com slash Stories. Next episode, we'll hear from Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They'll be sharing ways to spend Christmas as a newlywed couple. For now, on behalf of Lisa Anderson and the entire team here, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Christmas Stories podcast. 